Hey, Superwide listeners, welcome to episode 10 of the Superwide podcast. In this podcast, Chris and I are actually having dinner with a couple of friends that we've met here in Southern Oregon, a married couple by the name of Christian and Renee Altman. Christian is a music artist slash producer that we've collabed with in the past. And with more events that we've gone to and ran into him, we've pretty much developed a really close relationship outside of just the music with him and his wife, Renee. So this night we were having dinner, having conversation, and I just thought it was the perfect time to bust out the phone recorder and get to podcasting because I am always fascinated by learning about other people's relationships, how they met, how long they've been together, and if they have any advice for any of us going through it and you know them being together for over eight years I feel like they had a lot of stories and kind of some knowledge to share with us you know and just like any relationship there's highs and lows there's the wins and the losses and I'm always just so fascinated hearing about you know how couples get over those things you know because everybody kind of has their own mountains to climb and it's always nice to have a partner to get through it you know so um, here's their story and you're gonna hear Chris and I interject here and there and ask questions Um, we're having dinner at the same time too so you're gonna hear you know dishes clanking us chewing there's other people there was other people in the house too so hopefully you know you guys feel like you were there with us that's kind of why I like doing podcasts this way So that way it's not super serious. You feel like you're at the table with us. You know, if you're listening to this podcast and it's around dinner time or breakfast time or whenever you're listening, you know, that way you can feel like you're a part of this. So I'm here with the lovely couple, some of our favorite people, Christian, a.k.a. Jai Ray's. And Mrs. Renee Jairays. <laughs> AKA Ms. little Tupac. Yeah, and I'm here. Ms. Uh, Ms. Mrs. Rays. <laughs> and, and also at the table, I have my man, Chris, AKA Big Wino, and myself, Teresita, AKA Lee Goddess. So, so many AKs. So many AKs. AKs. <laughs> Well, I guess we should say Renee's AKA Lil Tupac, so yeah. you know, so she doesn't feel so she doesn't feel left out. <laughs> so, anyways, um, my my whole point of this podcast on this episode is I want to get into um, building in relationships, building healthy relationships, and also get into the the aspect that Christian does music, Chris and I do music together, but also being in a relationship even though I do music I still have to balance our relationship in there as well so my thing is first of all I want to let our audience know how long have you and Christian been together how long have you guys been together we're coming up uh, on eight years in November November 4th it'll be eight years okay so that that's a pretty significant amount of time you're working on almost a decade so there's a lot of growth there because you don't you just you don't just like coast through eight years like there's a lot of 
There's a lot of give and take. There's a lot of highs and lows. Totally. So in the eight years that you guys been together, has Christian always been doing music in that? Yeah. So since you met him. Yes. When I, the, the day I met him, I went to one of his shows um, and I went with a friend. And so like I met him as a musician. And so, yeah, from the very beginning. So at that show, how did that make you feel first seeing him doing that show? Like, what, what feelings came up? Well, it was funny because I met him before the show happened. Like, my friend was like, oh, my friend Christian wants to meet you. And I was like, like, meet me, meet me. Like, so I was like, what does that mean? Like, and, you know, I was like, oh, like, meet, yes, like, meet you. Like, like, oh, maybe he wants to date you type thing or whatever. I don't know. But, um, so I went to the show and I met him and we, we shook hands and he was, he was, I don't know. What did you say? You were like, am I supposed, am I supposed to talk? I yeah, like, no, you're talking too. I want to hear you Everyone's tell all these stories. <laughs> you tell He's always the talker. It's so open I'm table. Like, open table. I know. I'm always the talker. So you know, I'm going to see you. <laughs> you sweat. I know. I'm like, already sweating. Um, so like I shook his hand and like there, I always heard like, you know, a good handshake it, it's like first impression and so like I always make sure to give like a firm handshake and so I did and he's like oh nice firm handshake or whatever and he was impressed he's like (laughs) yeah and so um that was that and I was like okay like kind of like scoping him out and stuff and then like he started performing and it was a shit place like it was like a dive bar and the sound system was shitty but once he got I, I, was, the... I was there I can testify this, that is true but once... it was a yeah. shit hole. it was it was called Stove Piper it was this dive bar in the San Fernando Valley like... damn she put it on blast like, um, she put it like she was the like yoga the yoga you just went down is, yeah <laughs> and um she, she ain't lying and it was shitty sound. It was a shitty sound system. But he like once he started performing, I was like, oh, like he like was very captivating. And mm-hmm. like he caught. That's like when he really caught my attention. Right. And I was like, okay. And like he came up and he even like, I was like kind of on my phone. He came up and like was like kind of rapping at me. And I was all like, okay, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> like make me wiggle a little bit in my shoes. Um, and so that's when I first met him and at first I was like yeah and then I was like he seems cool like we like kind of talked a little bit after that after the show was done and like I was like okay like I'll hit him up I'm down for new friends so yeah so needless to say Mr. Diaries left an impression on you (laughs) so from that first meet cute, where did things progress from there? Did you guys take it slow? Did it go quickly? Um, well, I hit him up on Facebook because I didn't have his number. Like it was kind of just like a casual thing, and then we like were like, okay, like nice to meet you. Like I gave him a hug or whatever. He's like, oh, give me a hug, like your handshake or whatever. <laughs> I never <laughs> cease to surprise you. Tell bro. stories about me in the past, and I'm like, I did that. I was like bold. I like Facebook stalked him a little bit to see like what mm. he was about, to, like see his pictures, like what he was into, kind of thing. Yeah, whatever. girl, I've been there. 
And so I always got to do it. And I was like, what's a zodiac? Like, what's, what's... <laughs> I was like, See, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, but I hit him up on Facebook afterwards. And I was like, hey, it was really good to meet you. Like, uh, we should hang out sometime. And then like a week later, he, he sent me his number. And then I accidentally called him, which, you know, the whole like texting calling thing. I accidentally called him when I was like trying to text him. And uh, I hung up really quick because of oh, shit. And then uh, he called me back like immediately. And he's like, oh, cool. I like that you like called me on the phone. I was like, all right, like I'm down for this. This is cool. And so he was like, want to hang out tonight? And I was like, I'm actually about to go to, into an interview. I don't have enough gas to get to you and then get home. I only have enough gas to get home after this. And he was like, oh, well, just come over and I'll, pick, I'll pay for gas for you. And nice. anyway, so that happened. And there's a whole other thing. I'm like, we're going to get into like, like the nitty gritty right now. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to. Yeah. You know, you for to. me, like, so let me rewind a little bit back. Now I got to jump in. Because she said earlier, she was like, oh, you know, she's with her friend, Gabriela. Hi, Gabriela. <laughs> she was like, oh my friend christian wants to meet you so flash forward to me like maybe a week prior i'm hanging out with gabriella and um i'm good friends with her brother marco we're hanging out and uh i'm like hey i got a show coming up you guys you guys should come through you know just promoting the friends the homies and she's like oh yeah for sure and she's like maybe i should bring renee and I'm like, you know, I'm like deep in my bachelor mode. So she knows me, got kind of a reputation among my friends. I'm like, oh yeah? And Marco looks at me and he goes, she real cute, bro. And I, and I was like, bring your friend Renee. I was like, definitely bring your friend. So that was kind of like the call into the ethers, you know, upon the homies request. Like Marco looked at me and he was like, she cute, bro. She real cute. I was like, okay. So she came to the show, got to meet her, had the handshake moment, had to come up to her in the crowd, which was always like my maneuver. Like I'd be performing and at one point I'd always come down into the stage, like off the stage into the crowd and just come and work the room and like literally come up and perform in front of people. And this cute little motherfucker was on her phone when I got to her and I just started rapping at her until she like put down her phone hella <laughs> awkwardly and like gave me like a little, as soon as she gave me that smirk, I was like, got you. <laughs> and then like turn and like finish the song and everything. So that night wraps up. We say goodbye. Apparently I got a hug that was as good as that handshake. She left and I didn't think anything about it. Like I didn't actually really, truthfully, I didn't really remember within that following week. So she apparently did some stalking on Facebook and she messaged me on Facebook and I'm deep in my dating, you know, mode right now. And girls are never making the first move not for me you know there's just just does, does not happen so i was like oh shit she reached out to me and i was like that's really cool so i give her my phone number and like she said you know as fate would have it she calls me accidentally and i call her back when i was like thought it was like a bad connection and i start going off on a Wow, that's so cool that you called me because everybody just wants to text and I hate texting. I'm like, you're so cool, aren't you? You're so unique. And she's just like, 
Just like riding with it. Cause she like, was I didn't, actually I didn't trying even, to text you the whole Yeah, she time. Even, like she probably was trying to text you. <laughs> no, no, I straight up I straight up I was like, I actually meant to text you, but I I I because I, I was hating texting. Like, it was the worst thing, especially for yeah. communication and trying to meet somebody new. I feel like you get so much more of a better impression by their voice and everything like that. So that was kind of like all the beginning. And then when she, you know, when I was like, yeah, you want to hang out? She was like, oh, I don't, you know, my whole situation with gas and everything. And I was like, I was broke. I was like, I was so I'll broke. take care of dinner and I'll give you gas money. And she was like, okay, I'll be there and like, an hour or whatever. So there is a piece of audio missing from this podcast. I want to apologize for that while I was editing this. For some reason, that segment did not process. But in that segment, Chris was asking Renee and Christian if each of them had an aha moment with the other one as to when they realized they were in love with the other person. And in that segment, Renee had expressed that she was the first one to say, I love you to Christian. And, you know, up until the point of just a couple months, they were they were just very casual in their relationship. Nobody was, you know, tied down to the other person. They had an open relationship. They were dating around, things like that. But as time progressed, Renee had realized that she wanted to continue spending as much time as possible with Christian. And that's when she realized that she was in love with him. So she was actually the first one to say it to him first. And this is Christian's reaction to that. So when she when she told me, she literally said, you know, I'm getting it. I'm like, what? I'm like, and we've been so open, and that's been the precedent for our relationship. I'm like, what? I'm like, anything. And I'm kind of stealing myself up, stealing my nerves at this point that she's going to hit me with some fucking whack shit. Like, <laughs> just in my head. I'm like, kind of a Preparing pessimist. Yourself, I'm just yeah. like, I was just, and I think my tone, I was even like, what? I was like, say what you have to say. Because it could be like, over. Because it could be I was like, if this yeah. is it, then like, fucking, I'm not trying to sleep right now next right. to you i'm like i'm like getting a little bit worried right because at this point too she was staying with me a lot but her ex is still living at her mom's house with her they're so, like still she's like she's trying to be there when he's not but he hasn't upped and moved and right. i'm like i'm like this is where she hits me with i still love my ex or like we're going too fast or I can't spend any time with you or like, yeah, T, like you said, like, oh, I'm sick or like something. I'm just like, oh no. And she goes, I fucking love you like that. And I was like, sure, that was better than what you were expecting. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, or it can be terrifying too, you know? <sighs> True. Right. right. And everything for me in that moment just like opened up because it validated everything that I had felt because I was like, wow, this girl is incredible. She's, Which leads me to what I was... amazing. What I, what I asked is, so this is her moment. When was yours? Because you may not have verbalized yours, like you're saying, but at what, at what point in this situation was it, it all, like... It all happened so fast, Chris. <laughs> I, it all happened so fast. Because um, I feel funny. like throughout the story, you were having like an armor. Like the way you were saying, I was revving myself up for her to be like it's done there was you know we like had i had never experienced anything like what i experienced with her 
which is funny because it shows you how how fucked up like the whole dating situation and games are is like mm-hmm. I'm just prepared for her to be like lying not showing up when she says she's supposed to being kind of like weird or secretive or just manipulating situation I'm like anticipating all of this shit so yeah I have all these barriers of all this negative nonsense built up in me mm-hmm. unconsciously but we're, the way we're relating with each other it keeps on like knocking him down mm-hmm. and like knocking him down and then she says that to me and I'm just like I just like drop my defenses and I said it right back to her I was like I love you too mm. and you know Chris that's like such an interesting because for me it's never been an aha moment but I can tell you the best part of our relationship truthfully is that it keeps getting better so I said that to her and I really loved her at that moment but up until the last time she looked at me, which was I think like four seconds ago, like I love her more and more every day that we get to spend with each other. It just gets better and better. And that's like, it hasn't been like a particular, I thank God, it hasn't been like a particular moment. It's just been this like increase because whatever I thought was good about yesterday and last week, like we've been through so many different phases of like working through shit, like difficulties, insecurities, you know, like baggage that we brought from our parents, baggage that we brought from our fucking past relationships, and it just keeps on like getting better. And so, whatever I thought was great before, like we just keep on moving past. So, she's the best. She's the best event that has ever happened to me. Uh, oh. very early on in like our relationship even when it was like still like casual quote unquote right i feel like he showed up when it was most important like the early like the early phase of our relationship like that first month my grand my grandmother had a stroke and was in the hospital and she passed away and he like showed the fuck up he was there at the hospital and like he was just there and I was like just he was like do you want me there and I was like yes I want you there and we like didn't know each other that well but like I felt I felt like I needed him there and he just he showed up he was there and so that was like I kind of like okay like he's not emotionally unavailable like he's totally emotionally available so that was like kind of like oh okay like it caught me off guard because I didn't really expect that of him um, but that was one of the things that, like, I was like, okay. The, within, like, the first month of us being with each other, my fucking car got, like, towed. It, like, it was in January. It had been a couple of months. It had been well, yeah, <laughs> well, relatively quick. My, my transportation is, yeah. like, wiped out. And I, like, I realized that. And I, like, look at her and I'm like, I'm ruined. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to lose my apartment. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose everything. And she was just like, you can take my car. She was just like, I didn't even. I was just like, you can move in with me and I'll drive you to work. She was just like, like oh, we'll just handle fine. it. And this is like, that's a big thing to start right. dating we somebody. early, we started hanging out early November. This was like mid-January. Right, right. So, so a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. I... I want to interject here because I don't think... So, a lot of people may feel like these things are moving very fast. 
which they probably are in the scheme of a lifetime, yeah. right? But this isn't a unique story, the speed of, of this happening. It's, it's a unique story because it's your story. Right. But it's not, I don't think it's a very unique story as far as um, a lot of the most successful relationships, 47 years plus. Yeah. It happens. That we, it happens. And, I, and the reason I asked when was that moment is because I believe that that moment kind of occurred the first time you saw each other. And I believe that that happens for most people, but we don't always say it because it's kind of, for some reason, embarrassing to certain people to say, especially when they're in the beginning phases of a relationship, because there are those guards up, there is that baggage, there is these insecurities, and it's like, dang, I do not want to be open like this yet, although inside, they're not able to hold it in, right? And so it it takes someone very special to be able to like just say it yeah you know what i mean we always talk about how we felt like our angels were like pointing us to each other and we egoically tried to be like oh we're gonna do something else (laughs) and the universe was like well well, hold on one second just look at her one more time and i was like no you know a b and c and the universe was like "Well, well hold on little buddy just actually like really look at her for a second And, like, same thing for her. Like, we both had our reasons to kind of, like, wiggle out or re-maneuver or readjust. Because we weren't, I don't think it was, like, that first moment that I met her, I wasn't, I don't feel the way that I feel about her now. I didn't even recognize her as, like, who she is. Yeah. But we kept on, like, like, no, 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 like, look, look closer. Wait, look again. And then now the more I look at her and see her soul and see the gesture of her psyche and her being i'm like oh wow like i said this is the best event that has ever happened to me and it's the longest it's like the most you know one of the most continuous scenarios that has ever happened to me is like the dawning of my love for her yeah and So the reason why you guys are one of my favorite couples is I see a lot of similar things in your guys' relationship and your story even is very similar to Chris and mine. And there's a, there's a story that Chris told me that while he was doing some classes, there was, there was a story that this, this guy was saying about his parents. And he said that the reason why their relationship lasted as long as it was, because they were together, I don't know, like, I don't know how long it was, like 40, 50 years or something. And they said the reason why it lasted as long as each one of them felt like they had won the lottery. Mm-hmm. Like they, they won up, they leveled up with their partner. And it's funny because I always say that to him about how lucky I feel. Like I, I got like the freaking jackpot when I got him. And I call her crazy. Yeah, he says, oh, babe, put your glasses on because you're blind or whatever. But he turns around and says the same thing to me. And I see that aspect in you guys all the time. When I hear, when I'm talking to him one-on-one, when it's just us, him talking about you or you talking about him, I feel like you both feel that. When you look at each other, you're like, dang, I won the, I won the jackpot with them. And I feel like that's 
the reason why you guys have continuously been able to grow together because you both wake up feeling like I won the lottery with this person and you don't take that for granted, you know? And the fact that you are on this same level of communication, like how you're talking about how you guys are so blunt with each other. And I relate to with you, Renee, a lot in, in like, we're not the most like, super tough chicks when it comes to criticism or or things so to be able to be blunt with someone and have them understand us but but still get that tough love Mm -hmm. and have it not go to like a a negative place when you're able to find someone that you can communicate because Chris and I are like all the time like we have some pretty blunt you know difficult this like constructive criticism talks it's not the easiest thing but and sometimes it, it there's things that are, are like hard to hear, but we need to hear them. But we're at a place where I know I need to hear them. Yeah. Whereas in other relationships, it would get ugly and it would get like, totally. you know, not in a healthy way. Right. And so the minute where I noticed I was in a safe place was when we started having conversations like that. Mm-hmm. So when you guys brought up the, the blunt communication and just being honest... I feel like, you know, that's so important in people's relationships, you know, and, and that's why I wanted you guys on this podcast, because I feel like it's really important to share that, that not every relationship is going to be rainbows and butterflies, and it's not going to be easy all the time, regardless of where the relationship starts, whether it's, you know, stemming from a prison wife, prison girlfriend relationship, or out here, like the, the basis of it is communication yeah Yeah. healthy communication Mm -hmm. you know and i feel like out of all the research and all the study that we've done throughout the years the number one thing that continually gets hammered in by every relationship expert every therapist everyone who's who's really knowledgeable about relationships and, and what causes them to work most efficiently stresses communication mm. and and an understandable communication which is something that like you know personally I didn't have a healthy communication in my previous relationships mm. I, I I very easily bulldoze conversations even now I have to pull myself away from doing that mm. because it's not just the relationship aspect with with women or whatever it's also in in conversations with everyday people so having conversations with Teresita is almost like my everyday practice on how to have conversations with other people and be like share that empathy and learn that empathy and like and try to focus on it when normally I I guess I wouldn't do that personally you know what I mean so like you were talking about some of the things that may be unorthodox in your relationship or maybe not so normal or whatever I, I I hear actually I literally hear that from everybody because everybody has that like and it may be different things it may be different kind of habits or ideas or lifestyles but in the end like the communication is key for making those lifestyles or ways of being comfortable with each other successful and i feel like without the research you guys have been doing that you guys have been doing that for eight years and one of the things that i'm curious about is through this time this nearly a decade what has been the biggest test of that like what has tested you guys the most and i'm sure that there's and it doesn't have to be a specific thing but in in the moment where you felt where you guys felt most tested what got you through that like what got you through 
the, the that time where it was like maybe not as as beautiful as it as it had been or maybe you know what I mean what what got you guys through that I feel like it was leaving the space for some leaving the space for like growth and forgiveness and like so communication happens and like processing happens and I feel like then like okay is this person is this person that I'm with right now are they worth it Mm. like is Christian worth it like is he worth the patience and is he worth my forgiveness and like is he is he worth it I feel like that's the question that I would always come back to if I were, like, really upset or we were, like, going through something difficult and, like, where I felt like I wanted to run away. Like, like I feel like he's a person that deserves the space to grow and and deserves my forgiveness. I mean... And in your, and yeah, and no, it's okay. In, in that, in that finding the place for you to, to pull that forgiveness, like to, to be able to like gift him that forgiveness. How do, how do you, how do you do that? Like what, what, like what helps you like go, you know what? Like despite whatever mistakes have been made, I'm still able to pull from this place like maybe it's a deep place where you, it's hard to find sometimes, but you're still able to like pull from that and go. You know what? I I have. I'm still gonna. I'm gonna give you this. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna trust you with this. Yeah. Even though maybe the thing that you're forgiving him for, you know, maybe have had tested that trust. Maybe right. Yeah. So like, what helped you like get to that point where you're like, man, I can pull. I'm pulling this out of me because I know that it's worth it. Like I I feel like this is worth it. You know what I mean? In the beginning of our relationship, like, when it started to get more serious, like, with, like, after those first, like, maybe three months, I feel like we made an agreement to continue growing independently Mm. and growing together. And I feel like that left room for mistakes to be made. And, um for us to make those mistakes and grow from those mistakes. And I feel like both of us have been in that position where we've made mistakes, but we made an agreement to keep on growing together and to keep improving. So I feel like within that agreement, then it is also opening up the space for that mistake to be forgiven. Like if we hadn't discussed that in the beginning and we hadn't like laid out these grounds for our relationship, I feel like it could have been like released so much more easily at certain Mm. points but because we had like established these things of like okay like I'm into like self-development and you're into self-development and like becoming a better person not just with each other but with like the people outside of just the two of us Mm. that it just like allowed the room for him to be forgiven like Mm. it's like okay like he says he's gonna be better like I say I'm gonna be better and then we make that decision and it's like it's expected 
that that person is going to be better because there was an agreement that was made of like, okay, like I fucked up. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. Like, will you forgive me? And so like, I feel like that's where it comes from where it's like, okay, like I'm going to forgive him because this is the basis of our relationship. And there's a trust there. Yeah. Because it started with trust. Yeah. So even, even when it's tested, you can pull from that trust still. That's really dope. We made like a... basically made like a psychic kind of contract with each other and the reason why she's been the perfect partner for me is because I shared with her the things that were most most important to me and then those were you know psychological studies and when I say psychological I mean like the study of the soul like the potential of like what your soul is not in a modern analytical way psychology like stemming back to like what is the dynamic of existence to be a human so I'm like hey, this this is really important to me and she's like okay well these things are really important to me and we looked at them together and we're like oh these are really valuable so I feel like you know faith spirituality uh, consciously evolving all those things fit, fall under the same umbrella and they've been where we actually meet because we agree that we are underneath that umbrella we've had teachers together we've had spiritual practices that we've done with each other we've done things together we've done things separately we've had different practices that we were maintaining at different times and we just agreed that we are both underneath the kind of like hierarchy of that and that's something that we both revere and if that foundation wasn't there then we would have no place to meet there'd be no foundation it's like the top of it is also the bottom it's also what holds us so i feel like for me that's been like the most important part is that like she said we from the beginning agreed to like be investing in a conscious evolution you know I feel like it took us a while to get there because, like, over the years, there were, like, these... We just had some, like, challenging times in, like, the first, like, what, three years, I feel like, was just really difficult for us. And, like, kind of hashing hashing stuff out, like, stuff that we brought along with us, like, mistrust issues, like like kind of us being like deceptive in certain ways or like just because in the beginning we were like oh no we're like free like we don't want to be tied down and so I feel like then there were these kind of like things we had to work out to like okay like we're in this now right and so it took us a while like even though we had these foundational things that we would always come back to it took us a while to like really solidify that and like come together and be like really true to like what we actually believed and, yeah and it's still a refinement process which is cool because we're like this does not stop like, right. keep on keeping coming back to it we like have an intuitive direction that we know we want to work in but we're constantly figuring out what that means so like well what does it mean to be loving or what does it mean to be compassionate like those aspects are something that we're in interested in continually and so neither one of us ever approaches the other one with oh i've got it figured out right you know i've got it locked so you should listen to me or i don't need to work on that anymore right we both maintain you know that humility with each other and then if the other one isn't really like getting the message then we tease the shit out of each other (laughs) (laughs) which really helps (laughs) 
So from from your perspective, so the male dynamic of of the relationship, what is it like for you to find forgiveness for her? Like, I mean, you know, she kind of went through the, her process of it, and and I don't know if yours is the same as hers because you guys are a couple, or if in situations where you find yourself needing to forgive her, if it if it's different, if and in in that difference, how does that work? You know, Chris, I think it draws into something that I talk to other people about and I bring it up to them mm-hmm. because I'm like constantly needing to remind myself, you know, the shit that we mm-hmm. like or like, yo, I'm going to, you know, potentially be of help to you is like really we're actually trying to help ourselves in addition. Mm-hmm. Things that we bring up to other people, we're looking to do for ourselves too because it's like you can only relate with and work with where you actually are. So for me, it comes down to, do you believe in fate? Or do you believe that everything is accident? And so I'm like always, you know, trying to like talk with people about this and ask them this question. And this meditation is for me either all in or not. You can't believe in fate sometimes. Or you this was fated, but then this other aspect of it was accident. Mm. So like you know, my angels or spirit or whatever it is, you know, divine intelligence, you know, fate, destiny, the planets, however you want to say it, brought me into a relationship with somebody that I adore and revere, but then I won't trust that that's for me or trust that that would be somehow like deceptive or manipulative or Mm. be like, you know, poisonous to me. It's like, oh, I believe in it sometimes, but then the other times I'm not going to believe in it. It's like half-stepping. You know right, what I'm right. saying? You like you approach the heavenly gates and half step your ass up there. Mm. Like, that's not the truth. That ain't, that's not proper. That's not like wholeheartedly loving. So for me, it draws back into that. It draws back into being in a complete state of surrender to all the goodness that has been provided and given continuously or thinking that somehow there's this giant kind of like mechanical plot to like bring down my life and make everything terrible. It sounds, it sounds weird to say. I can't even verbalize it to like completely in the way that I'm, you know, would want to, but it essentially comes down to that. It's like, do you actually believe in your highest ideals? Or do you just give them lip service and inside your heart you carry doubt, resentment, mm-hmm. manipulation, or are you actually aspiring to like believe in the best that you possibly could be and the best that you would wish for in other people? So for me, that keeps on coming back to the foundation of our relationship. It's, it's my wish for her. Right. Believing that she is the best person that she could possibly be and believing in her. okay so in in this life that we live with being in the music business and and all that stuff um i'm coming from a place where i'm also doing music with him and the problems that I've had or the issues or, or things that I've had maneuvering through this, I'm curious to know 
how you guys find balance in it. Because even though you don't do music with Jaya, you're still very much a part of that process. You're there at the shows, almost every single one of them, you know. um, You're a part of the sacrifices. Yeah, the sacrifices, the, you know, like you're in this with him. So to me, you're just as much in it with him, even though you're not physically doing the music. So how do you find balance in your relationship for, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically, everything? And and how do you hold him accountable to those same values that you have? Yeah, that's, it's, that's a lot. Um, I feel like it's always just been like part of who he is that made it more like, like easier for me to, to kind of manage within myself and like my mental capacity and stuff since he's always done it then it's been like okay it's like part of who he is like you know um and so that aside there's the whole like you know he's he's doing his best and striving to have this be his career which it is and at this point it's not sustainable so like it's getting to that point um and so he like puts in all this energy towards it and I've honestly I've tried to work on my own projects like I've tried to like you know I do hair like I do that on the side I've tried to like sell Senegens and like work on my own shit and I just feel better like supporting somebody else like I that I that's I feel better doing that than trying to like push my own shit and like I had this realization one day where I was like what am I doing like I don't really believe in all this stupid stuff that I'm trying to push like I believe in him and so like I I was like I that's what I'm gonna do I'm just gonna like support him like 100% like and I always have supported him I was never like don't do your music like you know years back too I was like working in the salon I was like just do your music like just go home just just work just fucking work like I'll pay the bills like I'll just do this or whatever and so I feel like it's always been this thing where I'm like I believe in you like just keep on going or whatever and so he works and stuff like that um there have been moments though where I'm like so like I want to spend time with you can we like put like these days aside where it's like this is our time or whatever like it's like there's no like talking to like people on the phone there's no texting people about this that and the other there's like we're just we're hanging out or whatever and so it came to a point where I was like okay like I need you to like be here with me and be present with me like it's not meeting time like and so like I had to kind of tell him what I needed and like I feel like that's you know how it is with every relationship but like like he's basically running his own business and and so running your own business it's like you have this kind of like ambiguous type of schedule Mm -hmm. and so it's like then creating structure within that for like our relationship and so that's what I felt like I needed to do for us was to be like okay so like I support you 100% and also I support us 100% and I need I need you know us to like be able to spend that quality time together Mm -hmm. um and so that's what it is like I don't mind like working my ass off like doing working at the co-op doing whatever just as long as he's doing his thing and like how does that like in in this aspect of things I know you want to go for it I wanted to, I just wanted to say something about that anybody who works with me it's funny because they know that like I am so you just heard this is from that's from like you know the 
the truth of the mouth of the river right there. She is just right. like, she supports me no matter what. So with other people, you guys have seen like how I am and other people. I'm like, yo, Renee's getting off work at this time and we are done with right. music. <laughs> like right. when I know that there's something like I've went, if I like said I would cook her dinner or if I need to get her or if I need to like make the cutoff time, it makes it so much easier for me because I'm like, she's so supportive of me. So that's been my sacrifice. Some people will just like, no, I'm just going to push through and like kind of put everything to the wayside. And that's like, that's how I balance it is that I will not work past, you know, into sacrificing my relationship with her because she supports what I do financially, emotionally, in every aspect. She's always supported me. So I'm like, that's why when other people are like, yo, can we go to this time or whatever? I'm like, no, I'm like, this is actually, these are my business hours. And that's what it is. Right. So how, how, like, as, like going through that, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of relationships are very, in this life, it's very difficult to maintain a relationship because a relationship is a job in itself. Then there is the job of doing the music and then there is the nine to five job to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And so all of these things are very hard to balance. Mm-hmm. They're not easy to balance. So at what point, one, did you realize First of all, I need my time. I need our time. I need our together time. And we need to make this a priority. Like, like because he was doing music throughout your whole relationship. Yeah. So at some point you were like, wait a minute. Hey, look, I know that you're doing music and you've been doing this the way that you've been doing this for as long as I've known you. Yeah. But now I need you to do it a different way with me. Right. So... It's funny, like, it, I feel like he's been through so many phases and stages of his career. Like, it's been through, like, oh, where he's, like, working, like, nonstop. And then there's mm-hmm. been, like, pockets of, like, maybe time that he wasn't doing as much music and stuff like that. And so, <clears throat> I feel like this past, like, maybe, what, like, year and a half or something, he's been really, like, in it. Yeah. And, like, has been so, like, focused. And I feel like within that time span is when, like, you know... It was, like, maybe, like, around the time Stacy moved out or something or whatever, which was, like, yeah, like, a year and a half um, after we had, like, our space back. Right. That's when I was, like, hey, like, I'm feeling, like, unhappy because of this. I feel like that's when... Because, like, the other times I feel like it was, like, more loosey-goosey in the way that he, like, saw music as a career. Like, I think he was always, like, striving for that. But I feel like in this, like, past year and a half, he was just became really solid in it. And that's when I was, like, okay, like, I want you to keep on doing this. And also I need, I need you to, like, make that time for me. So I think it was, like, not up until recently where I was, like, oh, actually, like, can we, like... Right. And we make time for us. We both saw it as something that was more viable. And I was going to, you know, I was going to ask you this. I was going to ask you on your end of it. So she's going through this and going, man, I, I need this. You're in it. Yeah. You're in business mode. You're going for to you're, you're accessing your dream in a new way because you've got new space now. Yeah. Right. At, at this time. And life is changing for you. There's a lot of opportunities coming at you. You know what I mean? And so in at this time, and then she hits you with this. So she's like, Hey, look, no, you're busy, but I, I need you. Yeah. I need this. So like, like, how do you, how do you ingest that? Like, you know what I mean? How do you, well, how do you take that? She had mentioned Stacy had moved out. Like my mom was living 
with us for a long time. It was supposed to be a temporary thing. It ended up for being almost two years that mm-hmm. my mom was living in our living room, which added like definite like you know turmoil and kind of like tension to the relationship plus i've been doing music the whole time and you know sometimes it variates between like always like building my skill sets but to the degree of the kind of investment of time and commitment and how lucrative it is and how much you know i can put into it to be something that can help us and be a benefit so it's not just a sinkhole of energy time Right. And money, yeah. too. So we both started to look at it as something that was not only really necessary, but that brought us joy because there's been benefits that she has totally been really into. When we get to go to shows for free or we get to travel or I get money, she's this is the sort of life that she wants for herself in addition to with me in our relationship. So we've seen it as a pathway to kind of enrich our lives too. So I'd say the most important thing for me about like talking to her and balancing the energy, it, I mean, truthfully, Chris, it was easy because she's always been supportive and she mm. never tried to take me away from it and never was like oh this is foolish she understands it's part of who i am like if i never make money from this if i never become famous all those things that aren't really important to me it doesn't matter because it's part of who i am like the creative process is really what i'm about and connecting with people is what i'm really about so she's always understood that's my heart so she would never try to crush or take anything away from like my true heart so when she's like it's i looked at it actually as like my fucking business partner like as my manager oh, yeah. she was like yo you need to have business hours and yeah, it was like, like you need to take days off and like 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 a day at least like just take a day off and i'm and like, like wow that's really actually super smart and healthy that way i have a structure i have a form and a format and i'm not just because i got i would get burnt out people be hit people know that i can work like non-stop and so they'll hit me up for all sorts of shit all times a day you know, like people hit me up late, people hit me in the morning, people look want to do sessions. And for me, this is a really healthy way to keep everything balanced is because I have a schedule and I'm maintaining that she's supportive of me because I am supportive of us. And in that way, we're meeting in the middle. And right. so it was truthfully easy to, it was easy to like ingest and it was easy to take what she needed from the relationship and like recognize and respect it because it honestly keeps me balance like right you know anything that's gone out like unchecked is not really that great you like become you know you're like workaholic work yourself into the ground basically and you that doesn't equal happiness people who are just like non-stop all the time they kind of get used to it and they can kind of create like a pattern but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're happy they just work all the time and then they're upset that they're working it's like really i've seen it happen with family members i've seen it happen all around so she's really good for me because in so many aspects she helps me balance out my energy and my aspirations and then i find when i come back to what i'm doing or like after that like little rest i'm like recharged and then i'm doing what i want to do more effectively Mm. like my mind's more organized my time's more organized so it's been a benefit for both of us (laughs) 
I just want to say a special thank you to Renee and Christian for coming onto this podcast and being so candid and open about their relationship. I love hearing other people's stories on how they met and how their love story started. And also, I like hearing about the trials and tribulations and the highs and lows that they've gone through um, and survived. You know, they've been together over eight years and they continue to grow and learn from each other. And I think that's just such a beautiful thing. And also, I'd like to thank my man, Chris, for being a part of this and being so involved asking questions and things like that. Because to me, that just shows how much we're all willing to learn and to work from each other. You know, every relationship, their idea of balance is going to be different. You know, the balance between Chris and I and how we balance our work life and our romantic life and music life and everything like that, it's it's going to look different. And it's always a good thing to hear how other people are balancing their lives or how they're learning to do that. So hopefully in this episode, you guys kind of got a little window in to a different type of relationship. Um, I know, obviously, we didn't really touch too much about prison wife life or anything like that. But I feel like in any relationship, they are there's that give and take and the communication aspect of it. And also telling your partner what you need from them, you know, and then also on the receiving end for that partner to listen to their partner and and really listen to what they're asking for. You know, there are some sacrifices that some of us have to make. We can't just go out and do whatever we want all the time. And, you know, we really have to be um, knowledgeable of the time that we have and make sure that we're spending it in places that matter. You know, so shout out to Christian and Renee for holding it down. Love you guys. We can't wait to have you on a future podcast. So hopefully you guys are still down for that. And if you want to be on this podcast, you hit me up. You can find us at SuperWideTC on Instagram or hit up my page at Lee Goddess, L-E-E-G-O-D-D-E-S-S. Hopefully you guys like today's episode. Give me some feedback. Hit me up in the DMs. Also, let me know if there's any other topics that you want to hear. Thank you again for all your love and support and stay tuned next week for episode 11. Hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Take care. We love you guys. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.